Beautiful. All right, guys, we're finally back. Been, been a couple weeks, well, roughly a month that we've been around. We've had a lot going on. This past month is definitely a tough one for a lot of us over here, especially this lovely lady here. August 12th was the one year since we had lost Tyler. And sometimes you just need that mental break from yourself to take care of yourself to make sure that you can provide the best advice or friendship or anything that they may need for each other here. Um, but we're back. Just, just gathering all of our stuff, making sure that we're the best we can be for you guys. So, uh, we're going to do the topic that we discussed in the discord, um, with that, we're going to open the floor. Alyssa, um, did, I don't know. It was actually my wife that came up with this. So I don't, <laughs> I should have talked her into being here with us today. Um, since she was the one that brought the topic up. So it is going to deal with uh, individual stress, anxiety, and pressure for growth. And also with the side topic of chaos theory. So we all know that individually we are only as strong mentally as what we actually can like put out to each other. I know that we put a lot of us put out a, a persona that isn't true majority of the time. And sometimes you just gotta cave in and accept that you're not exactly where you're true, like showing everybody else you are. And this month is probably one of the biggest ones for that for a lot of us here. Um, especially you and we're here. Um yeah it's pretty yeah <laughs> you're like take it eh? yeah like go just, for it yeah um yeah there's a few ways that i wanted to take that topic i kind of wanted to do that topic second just kind of throw chaos theory out there oh. first since it is a deeper discussion topic and kind of let people jump in and hear it okay um there's something that i found that kind of relates to both topics uh like it's been like said that life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. And that can relate to both. Uh, it's a big topic or a quote that they use for chaos theory. Okay. So chaos theory is a combination between science and how they use it in counseling. They kind of use the science of the butterfly effect and they put it into the person's life. Uh, so essentially, let me find... Chaos Theory provides the following a framework in which counselors can perceive, organize, and understand their client's life story. Uh, a model clients can learn to use to make sense of their experiences and to reconstruct their own narratives during a life transition and a means to facilitate in the co-creation of interventions that lead toward adapting a new lifestyle. Okay. So the biggest thing with chaos theory is, do you ever see somebody that's always, or even in like a relationship, if you don't react in like a chaotic way, 
they react a chaotic way towards you because that's what they've always seen. They grew up in like a household that always fights. Oh, so absolutely. they expect you to fight. They expect you to fight with them and when you don't, they get confused. Chaos theory is they always expect a chaotic response. Okay. Or if life isn't going normal, they cause a chaotic event because they don't know what life is without that chaotic experience. That's and it's not so wild. Yeah, it's not that they want chaos, they just don't know anything but chaos. So the chaos theory is to recreate what they've been through and that normalcy to them, chaos is normal to them. So they don't know what n normal is. So they always feel like they have to have something chaotic going on. Chaos theory is to recreate that normalcy to them to be normal and calm. Makes sense. And see it in everyday life with them. That, uh, they pointed out, and I'm sure we can all relate to ourselves or somebody that we know that puts himself in that same situation because of as called chaos theory. Um, and like I said, they related a lot to the butterfly effect, which we can talk about later. But the butterfly effect is... Come on. Switch. The biggest thing is, like they say... That in life, you have to be flexible to understand that the butterfly effect, the flap of a butterfly's wing, can cause a tsunami in an island across the world. Okay. So they take that from science, and that's if you believe in the butterfly effect, this is all, again, what your beliefs are. Right. If you take that this kid grew up in a chaotic household always having chaos around them, they expect that when they grow up, they always have to have chaos around them because that was their environment. So the butterfly effect of them being around that when they were a child is the reason why they have to have this when they're older. So you have to recreate that thought process, recreate chaos into being something calm. Okay. It's kind of, kind of one of those things that I always grew up saying like hope for the best expect the worst kind of things right because when things are going too good you expect that negativity to come along with it because you're so used to things not going the way you would hope or that you expect them to <laughs> and it falls in line in my mental thought of the chaos theory it's a little bit of it's like a slight part of the chaos theory because you are expecting something bad to happen instead of because a lot of people don't understand that thought process right yeah i'm just said definitely relate to that i see a lot of traumatized or traumatized people living a life of chaos because they know nothing else mm -hmm. so there's a theory out there that people and counselors do use to try to recreate that person's thinking to pull them out of that, they always have to have chaos. Okay. I can see that. Just give, reach some common ground with them to kind of to help them and bring them out of it. He would kind of like PTSD and bring them into mm -hmm. that point to where it gets them to react to it. Yep. It's, it's okay that they're like that and they've lived their story, but let's help you get to 
a normal gets you to a calm. Right. Because it's not normal to always be in chaos. Uh, that was pretty much all I had for the chaos theory. It was, it's something new that I came across in school, so we might go further into it. But between the butterfly effect and the chaos theory, them intertwining, that is like a huge topic that people could go down a rabbit hole and really dig yeah. deep into it. I could see that. Yeah, I'm mind wandering, and it's just us sitting here talking yeah. about it. <laughs> so. People probably didn't know there was such a like medical term for it or a theory that's mm -hmm. behind it. So it, it really does make a lot of sense if you look back at some situations like that. It is like because you hear about people in relationships are like, oh, I was being calm and my partner was like reacting crazy and telling me like they wanted me to yell back at them. It's like they need that chaos back because they don't know anything else. Or and it could be in any situation. Just because you didn't react the way they wanted, it caused a, a trigger in them. Right. It doesn't, again, it doesn't make it necessarily okay, but it could be that chaos in their brain that's like, oh, why are you not, why is this not normal to you? Sure. All right, now we can go. Oh, you're... No, no, I'm just thinking. It's just like <laughs> trying to... It's like creating those moments in your life where you came across them but didn't know exactly what they were, right? So mm -hmm. now I know for sure, like you going through school, you're probably finding yourself relating to a lot more of the topics because you didn't realize that they were put into theories or categories of mental health because, let's be honest, mental health hasn't been addressed in the past. It is now. And that's where a lot of us can say like social media is both both good and bad mm -hmm. because it's just i i'm a firm believer in social media for the good but then there's so many negative things that it does to people but one of the biggest things i have been able to do myself is help people with mental health before we started all this stuff and i was thankful for that and now that we're on the level where we are with this and you and jerry and ben and Marks and Nader and all these guys that are pushing forward for this, it it makes it a good thing. So it was just just relating to all that. I feel like yeah, I mean it is a very like. I sat back and I thought of even moments for me where I did have those moments where I have lived a very chaotic life and I have caused chaos because I felt like it was necessary in that moment. And I wondered why other people weren't. And like, even in my counseling sessions, my counselor has brought up the chaos theory to me. And until recently, I've just got ignored it. And I'm like, I don't know why she's bringing up chaos theory to me. Like, but it sparked that I actually texted her and I was like, Hey, we should talk more about chaos theory. I was brought up in one of my classes and I want to learn more on like a personal level because I do live life in a chaotic manner. Mm -hmm. I'm like a calm person, but I do have like chaotic tendencies. Like I do wait for the ball to drop. I do expect the worst in some situations. And I am like a very happy, bubbly person, but I also have that chaotic side. Me too. That's why I just, 
Like when we, when you're in a, a crazy situation, you feel like yourself is out of control, and you're expecting that in response. Like, I feel in I feel in control in chaotic situations. I feel out of control in calm situations. And that's where it I can relate to because when things aren't going exactly how we planned in that chaotic moment, when we create them, we then lose what we felt like we had in control because then people aren't reacting what we expected in chaos. Mm -hmm. So when they're calm and collective, you're kind of like, why? What makes you better than me in this moment? <laughs> so what can I do to bring it back to where I'm in control? But it shouldn't be like that. And mm -mm. that's why I said chaos theory makes a lot of sense now to me. Yeah. <laughs> Or if, like, a chaotic situation happens, I tend to be the calm one in the chaotic situation. Like, if I didn't plan the chaotic situation, I tend to be the calm one. And everyone else seems to be, like, on fire running around, and I'm like, oh, this is fine. It's chaos, and I operate well in chaos. I can sit, and I can... Is that chaos, or is that pressure for you? pressure and chaos are two different things right that's why i asked and i operate well under both okay so because in certain situations like pressure is way different than chaos but there is chaos inside of pressure too yeah so, and i i think i operate well under both i tend to stay calm okay so for relation to this we had a fourth of july party a little four-year-old boy went upstairs to go to the bathroom uh, of this house and everybody was outside during the fire and fireworks and everything going on outside in the like we'll call the draft of the wind shut the bathroom door behind him and it slid the lock down so the kid was freaking out no one was in the house everybody's outside and he can't get out well the closest thing to him was the second story window so, so this kid is opening the screen and He's screaming and then he's about to jump out the window. Well, in natural instinct, people went to where he was going to land or where he's going to think they're going to go. I didn't go that way. I went up the stairs. I ran up the stairs and kicked the door and told him I like caught him as he was jumping out the window. And like in my mind, I didn't think any other way. So to me, that's why I asked like pressure versus chaos. Because in pressure, I, I think logically, I think quickly. And that's why mm -hmm. it's two different things to me. And that's why I just want to make sure. Well, I mean, I guess like in that sense, I'm usually the one that would have been doing what you're doing. But right. after that, when everything calms, then it hits me. When everything's calm, it hits me afterwards. Yeah. So, and then we don't process it at that time. Mm -mm. We process it afterward when we finally are trying to put the... The pieces of the puzzle of what happened so fast and they were like but why was i the only one like that and we don't understand that so. mm -hmm. and that's like that's a deeper part of the chaos theory and mm -hmm. i'm not far enough along to even try to say i i don't understand it and so, that's why i've asked for more help of understanding it okay. uh it's the cause and effect of that butterfly effect or the deeper thought behind why in that chaos or in that pressure and they're intertwined in some ways that 
we because we're, we're saying that we operate well in it and that right. we relate to the chaos theory so i'm going to say we that that's us we we're in the chaos theory we see and we that's what we attract to other right. people don't so it's something within the brain that and it's not necessarily like the chaos theory is not necessarily a bad thing to have because it like goes back into the fight or flight modes and Crazy. different things. It's, Again, it's all, all these intertwined. They're intertwined that we keep bringing up weekly. Um, yep. It's learning to control it though when it's not needed. Right. Then that's where a lot of is, people struggle. Yeah. It's that self awareness of like in this moment, I don't need the chaos. Like, I don't need to be able to operate like it. The chaos is not needed right now. Right. We had a couple of comments from Punisher. He said, I grew up with the violence and alcohol. That's all I knew. I thought it was normal to be in chaos, fighting, drinking, uh, complete violence or distraction. The butterfly effect is true. He goes, just 10,000 miles an hour. Uh, he goes, this therapist taught me to be calm or, yeah, taught me to be calm in chaos situations to these victims. In vulnerability, and then has said no reaction claims a situation or calms a situation down, which is true. But we could send those in the chaotic state, even do a, a even faster chaotic moment for them because they're not getting the reaction that they expected. Mm -hmm. So that's that. Good topic. That's that's one that we I would love to come back to later on after you do some more in school and and see how deep that chapter actually goes for for school because I'm sure it's going to be a big one. Yeah, it's I just started this class, but it like really peaked. Like I said, it peaked my interest, and I was like, this is something I want to. We've had topics where we've jumped back to and we've like reconnected, so like definitely wanted to drop it. And that's. It's huge. I like it. That was a big one. Uh, so uh, there was two things in. So I kind of built off of the topic your wife said. So I took a screenshot of what you sent so that I could just read. So even, the individual. Yeah, I don't individual even know what you were doing that day. Yeah. So individual stress. Uh, anxiety and pressure for growth. Uh, everyone comes to a point in their life where they think to themselves, and it's like a list of questions. What have I done with my life? What do I have to offer? Where, I've, where am I? Versus where I thought I would be. Uh, am I proud of who I am and what I've become? And uh, none of these are simple questions. And it can bring up a million thoughts, so let's talk about it. Right. And then I found some research on building off of that. With all of those, sometimes there comes fear of success and why sometimes being afraid of being our best selves kind of holds us back sometimes too. I don't know if I've ever thought of like a fear of success because I've never expected myself be that successful like we dream of things that we want to become as a kid and we do things like that like i want to be a pro athlete of course like every kid's big dream as a boy is to be a pro athlete or do things like that for i can't say every kid but majority of 
those who play sports and stuff growing up but I've never actually, as I got older, thought of myself in a successful, more successful atmosphere than I thought it would be that way. That's crazy. Have you ever thought about it? The fear of success? Yeah. Um, I have actually. There's a lot where it's like I start going so far into something and I actually pull myself back and I'm like, wait a second. It's never actually stopped me from going, but it has slowed me down because I've had to get my perspective of where am I going with this? Because I am somebody who's like headstrong. I'm just going to keep running forward. And then I like get somewhere and I'm like, whoa, what if I actually do make it? Like, what is, what does this mean to me? Like, what am I going to do with it? Right. Um, you look like you're reading. I am. Uh, we had, uh, <laughs> in life, the smallest things we have achieved should be the ones that we are proud of and successful to have achieved. And then we have clip. This is, I think I experienced the opposite. I put so much on myself due to a fear of failure. I grew up as seeing, <laughs> I grew up seeing nothing but me or the consequences of what failing in life becomes for my parents and siblings. So even the smallest failures hit me like a tank. And that's probably something else that you've read in there. They go hand in hand, right? Yep. And that's it. They can play. And typically that's what keeps me going. So then I have that little step back of what does this mean to me? And where am I going to go from here? That fear of failure is what like keeps me going. I just pick that path because everywhere you're going, there's like a path you can take. And that's right. why I, when I hit that fear of success, it's like, where do I want to go with this? Like, why am I actually doing what I'm doing? I'm not running just towards a brick wall and not knowing what I'm running at. And that's where my fear of success usually comes from. Cause it's like, I'm starting to get to a point where I'm losing sight of what I was actually going for. And then I take a step back, and what keeps me going is that fear of failure of there was a point in what I was doing initially. So can we use, we'll say, what we're doing right now, the organization, as as one of those fear of failure or successes things? Yeah, is, there's there's so much gravity towards both of them. Right, and that's why it's it's big for me that we can do as much as we can but we're like, it's hard. It's hard to get going. It's hard to know where to start when you've never done anything in this area first. So basically the only that thing that we can do is consistency of trying, right? So finding new paths to do things. Like I said, I wanted to reach out and the paid advertisement on Facebook. If it helps us gain like traction to reach more people, then it's worth everything that we're doing. But if it's just failing in the forefront because we thought it would help because it was paid for, it's not that, but sharing, liking, commenting, trying to put positivity out there in every post that we can, like daily on social media or like just random conversations that you have somebody tell them, I hope they have a great day or something. Mm -hmm. It's, and some people will stop you and be like, we always see you saying, uh, have a great day to certain people. Why do you do that? And you can explain your time. Like, Hey, this is what we do. This is why I do it. And that opens the door. And then that person might tell 
10 to 15 other people about about it so it's the fear of failure for me more or less that i see that clip said that i've i'm in a situation where my dad owns a, a business and he he pushes me every every week to want to take over the business but my fear of failure is not being as good as what my dad did in that business and making it what it is if not more um do i know i could succeed yes but it's while my dad's still here if i was to fail while he was around the fear like of how he would feel is more to me than running a successful business every day and that's a little bit of like a fear of success because the definition of fear of success is achieving something new so they'd be taking on the business right but being incapable of sustaining it or may suffer because of it hand in hand so <laughs> it... <Touché>. um <laughs> And then it says, most of the time, we're not consciously aware of this fear. That's because when we're focused on a goal, we talk up the positive outcomes of achieving this goal. Rarely do we share with others that what might happen when we get to that next level. It's always that next step that we're shooting for, but it's never like, well, what happens when we do hit that right. next level? So there, it's always that hand in hand. There's, yeah, the body's always fighting to stay in a balance. Okay. When you're feeling, it's a nervous system. So when you're feeling an extreme of one, the body's fighting to fill the other to balance yourself out. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. It really does make sense. And I think that's where a lot of the, well, back to chaos, right? They're not feeling mm -hmm. one, they're looking for the other. So, <laughs> um, and like with that, it's like six ways fear of success shows up in your lives avoidance, procrastination, trying to perfect it, quitting, self sabotage, and self destruction. Okay. Avoidance, I think, is one of the biggest ones, and then self destruction other people don't want to uh, say then, something they run that's avoidant mm -hmm. and how do you identify the fear of success anxiety guilt and it has like little paragraphs underneath but it says anxiety guilt discomfort pressure lack of motivation and those are hey lack of motivation is a big one because and then we had pew pew says a lot of people talk themselves out of trying it's making that first initial effort honest to god um it really is if you really don't know what you're capable of until you try or what you're not capable of and you learn by failing it's one of the biggest things that you learn from mistakes they say that's one of the things and that a mistake isn't always necessarily what we're talking about here but you learn from the things that you fail at. And when you fail at something, you kind of want to figure out why you failed and how you can do it to not fail again. So running from it or not trying is one of the biggest things. It's outside of your comfort zone because it's new. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I like, just you said, like, those lessons learned 
or what you're gonna actually learn from them. My new hire right now keeps asking, like, how'd you get where you're going? I was like, I've made a lot of mistakes. Like, <laughs> There's no other ways to <laughs> really say it. Yeah. And he's like, well, how do I like bypass that and get where you're going? I was like, nope, you're gonna make the mistakes. You have to make the mistakes. And right. like, you're just you're you're gonna learn from me by teaching you, but you're also gonna make your own mistakes and the lessons that you the mistakes you made are gonna be the lessons you learn more than what I'm actually teaching you. And if you look at them not as mistakes but as like lessons, you'll mm -hmm. get a lot farther. Because it's not necessarily a mistake if you learn from it and you change the things that you can control in that situation to make it better. It's a mistake if you do it again. Yeah. And like just to build off that, there was a steel elevation that was messed up. He was running it and I we had to go down and fix it and he was so worried I was gonna be mad and I was like, It's fine, it's fixable, we're good. Cool. Well, he like beat himself up about it and I was like, Well, you're never gonna make that you'll mistake know to again. look for it again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're never gonna make this mistake again because you just learned your lesson and that's it. Yeah. You said, I think the first step to conquering a new adventure in life is very hard for a lot of people. Most don't have something to fall back on, so they don't, so they outthink the situation. And then he used an acronym, fall or fail. First attempt is learning. So that's a good one. I've never heard that before, Pew. Thank you for sharing that one. So first attempt is learning. Basically yeah, what, I'm going to put that stuff. on my phone. Yeah, that's a good one. And that, that's exactly what it is. Your first attempt is learning. So... We got a lot of new apprentices at work right now, and they call them pre-apprentices to where they're not technically in school yet, so they're learning, but they're just watching lifts and doing fire watch and stuff for us. And we have some of them that just sit there, and then we have some of them that are, like, very ambitious and question-oriented and watching and learning things, and they start handing tools where they know we're going to need it. Or, But it's those ones that we try to pushing forward to want to do it and then sometimes we ask the others why they're not taking initiative well it's not my job well do you want it to be your job because if you don't push yourself you're not going to have that job we're going to weed you out the ones that actually care to do their job here and a lot of them are just scared to scared to try the people that are willing to fail over and over over become success, successful and proficient in a craft very true takes a lot of falling down and a lot of getting back up that's for sure call it the Nate Diaz Nate Diaz always gets battered in the ring but he doesn't stop till the bells he sometimes wins a lot of those fights because he just out endures everybody Um, I don't know if you want to answer any of those other questions that your wife was saying. Um, let me go back and pull it back up. I have it. So, well, what everyone comes. To, oh, go ahead. Yep. Everyone comes to a point in their life where they think to themselves, "What have I done in my life?" Okay. Uh, what do I? Do? What do I have to offer? Um. Yeah, it's like. There's been multiple times in my life and I know how my wife's life since we've been together, friends' lives that they have changed their direction. 
because they either weren't happy or they weren't succeeding in that that area. So it's crazy to think about what have I done with my life is really a hard one because if you sit back and think about like it negatively, it's going to come out with negative results, right? Mm -hmm. If you look back at it as what have I tried in my life? Like, you can look at many different things. I've done many different jobs since I was 16 years old. And I come back to the one that I was raised on in construction. Military for 13 years, and now I've been construction my whole life, basically. And it's a comfort zone for me, but I'm also very good at it. So that's easy for me. What we're doing here is harder for me. Because I don't know, I didn't know which way to go to help you get this thing off the ground or what questions to ask to. So I reached out to those that I've known that have been through it for a, a like peace of mind and some advice. Pew Pew is one of them. And here he is today with us because he has been one of the main people with the questions that I've went to. Because okay. he's went through it and he runs a very successful nonprofit organization. And he's just miles up the road from me. So it's it's awesome. And yeah, okay, so I came here. I seen your tweet, so I came here. <laughs> um he's just he's just an overall great person and without trying to do this, I would have never known what's in, involved in this. And it's a lot. And it's hard for me because I still don't have all the answers or still know what to do. I think we're so. just winging it. Literally. <laughs> Taking the first step is hard, but it gets easier. Yes. Uh, what else? He said, oh, I scrolled all the way back up. Um, what have I done with my life? What do I have to offer? Feeling like you don't have anything to offer comes, like, easy. If you feel like you're failing... You will probably think that, why well, do, what do I have to offer people? Why would I try that when I don't have anything to offer? You always have something to offer. Always. You just have to find out what you're comfortable and how you can show everybody what you have to offer. But if you don't push yourself to find it or show it or express it, then you'll fall back into that, what do I have to offer and feel negative if you don't like, Talk yourself up. Be your biggest fan. Yeah, I was going to say, even if it's just a smile, um, right. I think like, even with me, even on my hard days, everyone always says, I still show up with a smile. Even and on the hard days. People have mentioned that they've brought it up, that I'm still smiling. I'm still trying to like put my best foot forward. And... I'm like, I don't realize how much that, that does affect people until they're like, hey, she can she can do it, I can do it. I'm like, well, I'm just here smiling away. I'm just yeah. chugging through life. Um, But I've had people bring that up, especially in the last year. I've had grown men that on the job site that are considered the roughest, toughest. They've, like, pulled me aside and they're like, hey, like, you've changed my outlook on a lot of things just because you show up smiling. I'm like, cool. 
Like, yeah. glad I could do that. <laughs> um, so even if it's just a smile, just... Sometimes it's just that simple, right? I mean, we're overthinking a lot of it majority of the time. And uh, asking for help, that's what 80% of people are afraid of. And that's mm-hmm. feeling like a burden. Feeling like you're bothering other people because you're asking for help is not not good. Don't ever be in that mindset of where I'm a burden because I'm going to or I'm bothering them because I'm asking for help. If you don't ask for help, then you're never going to get it. You're not going to get the help that you can't ask for. Yeah, I think honestly you'd be surprised at how many people are willing to help. I I can speak to you about my experience in the last year. I When I went back to work after losing Tyler, I like straight up was like, listen, I'm not actually ready to come back yet. But I'm coming back because I need to come back now. Like, I knew it was my time to come back and try to start figuring things out. But I wasn't ready to take on full responsibility yet. I was just there to, like, fill the water out. Like, yeah, I was just there to, like, walk around. And so many people, like, jumped to be somebody I can lean on. And it wasn't, like, too much. Like, they knew it was, like, the right amount of help. And... Everyone knows I work in construction, so you'd think that that would not be, but I was very, it was hard. And I will say, like you're saying, it was so hard to walk in and be like, yep, I'm going to be a big ball of emotion on this construction job site and have everyone welcome me back with like big arms. And they were like, yep, it's okay. We're here. We got you. It was just like, I was shocked. I was like, wow, like they actually do. So sometimes when you take that step and you ask for help, you get so much more help than you ever thought you're going to get. Yeah. And Pew Pew wrote, there's something positive in failure. This is where perspective is important. Don't see failure as training. See it as a lesson learned and what not to do. Positive mindset is huge when you're mm-hmm. exploring new things. It's hard to show up when you think you're going to fail all the time. I don't show up to fail. I show up to learn. And this is Pew Pew's, I think, first time, and he now knows who you are because he was pretty close with Tyler as well. Because um, oh. I know he was also one of the people that Tyler was reaching out to for information on the nonprofit, right? Because he also knew that Pew Pew had a successful ran and everything. He was. He goes, awesome. I miss Tyler, and he was amazing. Absolutely. Um, it's crazy that the connections that Tyler still brings together today, even though he's, you know, no longer with us. He says, I had a lot of conversation with him about this. And here we are today. And Alyssa wanted to make sure that we kept getting it off the ground. And she was the, the lead foot, making sure that it happened. Oh, you're going to make me cry. No way. I don't need to cry happen. today. <laughs> <laughs> So then we touched that topic, the questions. Oh, am I where I thought I'd be? Um, again, this is where you have to have a, a real thought on it. If you thought this is where you'd be 10 years ago, I would have told you I'm a damn liar because I never thought I'd be where I am today. If you asked me 10 years ago, I'd still be in the Army, still loving the military, but no. 
I'm definitely not where I am. Mm -hmm. um, I know this is definitely not where you've seen yourself 10 years ago either, probably. No, well, 10 years ago, I was still a sophomore in high school, so. Oh, touche. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, that was definitely not where I thought I'd be. <laughs> he goes, your husband took me hostage in a game, stripped me naked in a shed, and danced on me for that's why we became friends. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> uh, he brought a lot of joy and laughs to a lot of people and that you should be proud of. And God, is that not a lie? The man's job, like whenever he was around just was to bring smiles and laughs to everybody that he could, whether he knew you for five seconds or 50 years, it didn't matter in that sense. He treated you the same and he was just true and genuine. And he made me laugh. He made me uh, laugh till I cried most of the time. So for myself, Snake pit for myself. I don't care if I fail. I can tell myself all the time and it not bother me. I can learn from it. I cannot stand failing other. So yeah. you got to keep trying, right? You got to learn from it. So that makes sense. Alyssa said she wasn't going to cry and here Pew is pushing her to the tears, you know? No. Those are good tears thinking about an amazing man. And we all know that. Yeah, sometimes you need the good ones. Sometimes you do need the good ones. Um, I feel like I've cried so many times on this podcast or in this Discord. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then it says, am I proud of who I am and what I've become? Um, I think you should always be proud of who you are but you should always be still growing and working i concur with that uh being proud of what hell even making it this far of like just learning so many different things and so many different aspects of life and Alyssa reminding us that some of us are older we've been through like a couple <laughs> more years of chaos and uh, I don't know. I've definitely, I just told my wife and I've been telling a few people this lately. I am probably mentally in the best spot I've been in over 10 years. And it's more or less actually learning so much about myself still in these last couple of years. And it's crazy to think about that I would, thought I was so good all those times when I knew I wasn't and I told myself that I was and many of those times I wanted to give up because I played off that I was so much better than I really was and I wasn't happy I wasn't I wasn't healing myself and I was lost so uh, a lot go ahead I was saying, I think just like acknowledging that you know the difference now from burying and hiding the fact that you truly weren't happy. And now, you know, 
that you truly like are and you're working on it and you're right. like taking the steps and learning about yourself truly. I'm becoming not only a better a better version of myself, but I'm becoming a better father. I'm becoming a better husband, becoming a better friend, like better worker. It just I've grown so much in the last hell six months and it starts with just being real, being honest. If you're not real with yourself, you can't be real, real with other people. And a lot of that has come through us doing these bi-weekly podcasts and like self-revelation of everything going on and the topics and actually being knowledgeable on the things that I was facing that I had no clue what they really were. Chaos theory, something else I learned today, but has been a big part of my life, my whole life. We talk about like the ADHD and PTSD and all this stuff. It, it keeps tying itself more and more together. And I know it's helped me a lot. And I hope that the more we do this, it can help even more people. So wild to think that during this time, we were reaching out to help other people, but it was helping one of the screens that, or one of the faces that's on the screen every time. People are going to fail what you do and what you learn from it. The failures is what makes you who you are. You can quit or you can carry. A lot of people don't want to support people through failure, but they sure do show up when things are successful. I think that is one of the biggest problems is a lot of support systems. Keep your surroundings positive and if it will propel you to succeed or success, he said. Um, you can't forget all the time or all the things you've been through in life, good or bad. They are learning experiences is what makes you who you are. Um, no one in life can avoid pain, mental, physical, monetary. There's a lot of pain in life and no one forgets it. No one forgets learning something either. Very true. We might channel it. We might bury it, but it doesn't disappear. And that's one of the, the things that we talked about is like hiding and avoidance, right? You can hide from it. Yeah. You can run from it, but it's, it doesn't disappear. Exactly. You can express or you can, uh, you can suppress yourself, but it's still there. Yes. So where else? What do we got here? This is a topic. Um, so Am I proud of who I am and what I've become? Yes, I, I am. I, as a kid doing what, what I do now, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, that, that's a life I chose. And that's a dream I was going to live. No, but from what I came from to where I am today, I'm very proud of what I've become the person that I've still transforming into and in growing into growing is the, the biggest thing that you can do as human. And if, Stop growing and mentally, physically, everything, you know. I'm I'm still learning. Still want to do more things and I don't know where the, the limit stops or where I stop because I don't really want to. Mm -hmm. So I wanna keep pushing forward and 
this is one of the biggest things for me is making sure that we can reach out to people with mental health. Now that I'm finally learning so much about myself, I want everybody else to feel what I feel in the last couple of months. It's just amazing. There is help. You're not alone. We are here. It says it on the page every day. Mm -hmm. We can't help you. We'll try to find somebody that can or something that can. What else did she say? Uh, so that was more of the questions that we asked, but what about individual stress, anxiety, and pressure for growth? So individual stress, was there a whole lot of like scientific data to go with that one? The things that we put on ourselves for individual, individual stress? Um, let me open this back up. I found an article of... I didn't highlight this one. I think it died actually. Hold on. No, it's <laughs> this is the one I I found interesting of letting go of the myth that pressure drives performance. So a lot of us say we operate well under pressure or we like procrastinating because we um do better that way and I'm somebody who says this and so I'll call myself out on it I'm somebody <laughs> who says it and it is scientifically proven that it is unhealthy for you and you should stop doing it okay um it says to deliver high or to be able to deliver like high performance stuff you want to avoid that procrastination or high pressure situation. You to prioritize our mental health. You want to take time to do everything slowly. You want to spread it out. And it goes into making sure you're sleeping right, eating the right nutrition, exercising, and even having the right water intake. So the stress that you're talking about right there, so like individually you want, it goes down to even like charts and graphs of avoiding that individual stress or that anxiety. Okay. No. Uh -oh. I, the, I don't know how to turn that off. Click the little camera. And the arrow and it says change background you said while you're working on that i stopped worrying about the things that i could not control and my stress levels went way down and focusing on the things that i could control gave me a drive to keep moving forward being control of you and your goals is huge a lot of people yeah. set goals that required other people to do the exact same thing and if they don't Follow your plan, or if they don't, your plan fails. That it, and that's a bad plan for success. So, yeah. So these charts, these charts right here, are like okay. sh showing the um 
effects it has on you as a person. And it says one in four report struggling with performance due to stress, anxiety, at just on like the personal level. So essentially, this article is saying that you should avoid it. Okay, yeah. Putting that much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Alyssa. <clears throat> what? what? Not putting so much. You said call yourself out at the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because uh, I like to procrastinate stuff. So I, uh, the whole, literally, the article says it's time to let go of the myth that pressure drives performance. And I'm like, I literally say I operate well under pressure. And <laughs> the article called me out and was like, no, nah, you gotta let that go. Yeah. So. I'm a very big procrastinator. Like I always, you know, we're going on vacation that we knew about for four months. I'm packing the night before. So And it's it says in this article you gotta stop doing that. Hey, I'll call Will myself I? out then. Yeah, no, yeah. probably not. <laughs> I'll work on everything else. I still yeah. procrastinate probably. There's a lot of things, yeah. Um I think I got distracted, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I didn't do the research on those first three because I got distracted by the other hey, articles yes, that I read. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I can do it tomorrow, Pew Pew says. Yeah, that's me. Uh, uh, Punisher said, I once told you can only control the controllables. And that's something that I've been telling myself for the last couple of months is only control the things that I can control. Like, don't stress over the things that are out of my hands. Yeah, and we've talked about that a few times. It's it's so big. If you start to put that in your head that it's not something that I can control. Right. It's hard to transition into that when you're somebody who wants to control everything, but it's a big game changer when you do finally start to understand that and comprehend it that you can't control everything in life. Absolutely. And crazy. All these things go hand in hand, guys. We talk about this every time we talk that mental health, the topics all just they intertwine somewhere down the road and how we can better ourselves by just being honest and being real and controlling the things that we can control. It's pretty pretty easy said over being done but if you don't start and you procrastinate and you don't try you'll never know and focus on there's not enough time in the day to control everything focus on one or two and complete them one step one day at a time so true mm -hmm. very true very very true my mind is now at peace 40 years later that's I just told you the best I've been in probably 10 years and before that I probably didn't even know what mental health was because I was still a kid mm -hmm. yeah. so guys what I'm going to do is as we're getting uh, towards the end of this this segment I'm going to take these and the questions and everything and I'm going to post them in the discord I'm going to post them on twitter 
And if you guys would like to come back to us with your answers and everything like that, we'd love to see what you guys have to say. And what we can do is I can individually like address them off to the side, or if you'd like us to do it within the, the comments or whatever, then we can do that. If not the Facebook, the messages are wide open to everybody. DMs are always open. You guys need myself, Alyssa, Jerry, anybody that's involved in the organization, you can reach out and one of us will get back to you. If you would like to talk to one of us individually, you can request that person and we can go from there. Um, and like I said, if we can't get you the help or the question, the answers to the questions that you do have, we will try to find them for you or somebody that can. As we continue to learn and grow here, Alyssa with another week of doing the research around here. Um, I lack in that department, so thank God she picks it up. <laughs> you know, sitting there looking pretty every week. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys have anything for future topics that you guys would like to hear about or us to go over or something that you feel would help other people and for us to bring it to the light, please reach out even type it in chat when we're here we love to interact with you guys and answer your questions or read your comments and concerns so if you don't have anything else Alyssa, for this week okay we're gonna try same time two weeks from now okay guys uh, i think that's labor day weekend but okay. i'm good i'm not sure if we yeah, it is Labor Day weekend. We'll discuss that and let you guys know. Because <laughs> I don't have an answer for you right now. Um, so, on behalf of Fly High Wi-Fi, myself, uh, this was a tough month. Sorry that we haven't been here a couple weeks. Uh, but be ready to see us more and more as we continue going on with these. And hopefully with topics that keep sparking your guys' interest in moving forward with mental health, which is so very, very, very important that we can't stress it enough. So we'll be here. All right, guys, make sure you reach out to us if you need anything. What's up? Have anything else? Nope. nope. All right, guys, thank you. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.